Father, the first thing that we want to do is we just want to say thank you. What we just sang is such a powerful truth, and we're just so thankful today to be able to open up your word. God, uh, not just for even our saving, but God, the invitation to come follow you is, is such an honor. And so as we open up your word, God, I, we just pray that you would speak to us, and uh, God, you would enlighten the eyes of our heart, that we might know you better, and uh, God, that we might see uh, even a way forward because your, your word is the lamp to our feet and it's a light to our path. So God, show us the way and we will walk. Uh, God, open up our hearts and our minds to receive from you today and the person that may not know you today. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would speak and meet them right where they are. And we're just thankful uh, to have everybody joining today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, I'm so, so excited and thankful to be back with you again on this Sunday in your home or if you're with your life group today. Uh, would you do this? Would you, would you hug somebody in the room today? Uh, just, just show some love. Uh, everybody needs a hug every now and then. Maybe you're not ready for a hug. Maybe you can give a little air high five across the room or whatever you're doing. Uh, send, a, send a text to somebody and just let them know that you care. Sometimes just that word to somebody is, is what somebody needs today. And I, I guarantee you the people right around you uh, need that encouragement in, in your life. So, hey, uh, uh, to, to step in, uh, next week, we're going to be back together. Uh, North Star Church, 4 p.m., uh, September 27th. Uh, be there. Can't wait to see you guys there. Uh, again, next Sunday, 4 p.m., North Star Church. We're going to be getting back together. And uh, to identify maybe how comfortable you are in this season of COVID, we're going to have bands for you, different colors, red, yellow, and green, uh, both indicating uh, your comfort level with uh, communication or touch. And so we're going to have everything sanitized and ready for you to show up next week, 4 p.m. Can't wait to see you there. And uh, that's just been super fun to get back together. Hey, if you've got your scripture with you today, uh, Acts chapter 8. And while you're turning there, flipping there, uh, typing there, uh, just want to let you know, uh, when we get together, I want to invite you uh, next week after the service, just for a little bit, we want to share a little bit of vision for, for where West Hills is headed. There's been a lot of things going on during this season, and we're excited to announce uh, s- some, some information to you guys. And so could you could just come hang out with us, and uh, if you're interested to see uh, what is ahead for Concord West Hills, you can hang out with us after we gather. Uh, next week, 4 p.m., North Star, if you didn't hear that the first 10 times. You got it now. Uh, All right, Acts chapter 8. Remember last week we were in Acts chapter 8, and we talked about this encouraging uh, part of the Scripture where the Holy Spirit is available and is actually meant to be received by all. Uh, It's available through the person of Jesus. And there's this great encouragement uh, that God pours out His Spirit upon the Samaritans who originally had rejected uh, the very person of Jesus And now Jesus has come and breathed life on them. And so now we're in the middle of that story, yet we have a different element of the story. We actually have a very strong warning in the same passage. And it's about a man named Simon. Check this out with me. Acts 8, I want to start in verse 9 and read a few verses. So if you have trouble reading or seeing, would you close your eyes and just think about this story for a second as I read? But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. 
And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached this good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Pause right there. The amazing one became amazed. He amazed the people. Uh, I believe this, my friend. Do you know God wants to amaze you today? I believe that God actually wants to show you how amazing that he is. You know what I find amazing is that this one uh, named Simon who amazed the people with demonic power, the friend of demons, uh, Jesus calls out and desires to be a friend of his. This is truly an amazing truth. One that I can't quite get over, even in my own person, as I know who I am. And yet God has loved me so. And I just believe that God has loved you so and proven it on a cross and desires to amaze you by his faithfulness today. He desires to meet you right where you are. But the word Simon heard, that word, uh, he, he would have heard this word and he would have uh, received this, this truth right here. Uh, receive a new king and be a part of a new kingdom. That's what really Simon signed up for. He said, hey, listen, this truth about Jesus, Jesus is king now and he's bringing a new kingdom. I'm being baptized into this truth. I'm now dying and I'm coming to raise to walk a brand new way. I'm not going to be king of my life anymore. Jesus is king and I'm going to follow into his kingdom. This is the message uh, that Simon received that day when he was baptized. But something happened along the way that he got sidetracked. And here's the great warning for all of us. It is so easy in this day and age to get sidetracked. Check out what happened next, starting in verse 18. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. And he said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money? You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Jesus talked about this very same thing happening in Mark chapter 4. He talked about this message going out, the word going out. And when the word goes out, there's different potentials for what happens in different people's lives. For some, it falls up, and, and Jesus talks about Satan actually coming and stealing away all of the good seed, and so nothing sprouts. He also talks about the, the seed of the word being planted on rock, and what happens is it quickly springs up, but some hard times happen, and it scorches out the good plant. 
Another instance that Jesus talks about is the word actually goes out and it begins to bear fruit or begins to grow. And all around this plant grows thorns and weeds and it chokes out the plant and it ends up dying and producing nothing. Jesus talked about good soil. And when the seed goes on good soil, it produces a crop over a crop over a crop. And I believe what this passage points us to is the person of Simon fell into the trap where he was choked out by the cares of the world. His old life came calling again. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, His old life being the one who was amazing. And he found out quickly uh, that someone more amazing had come. And so he decided to follow this more amazing uh, word and power being through the person of Jesus But somewhere along the way, he was looking and he decided, I really miss being amazing. I really miss amazing others. I really miss the admiration that they gave me when they called me great. I really would like to be great again. And I know the message about Jesus and I'm, you know, I've seen the power and I I know he's great. But man, I really miss being great. I'd like to be great again. And so he decided, I can do something and I can become great. His focus shifted from the great one to becoming the great one again. And and notice Peter's response to him. It's massive. Peter says in verse 22, listen, repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. Wickedness. Do you see this, what Peter says? And I mean, that doesn't sound so nice, does it? It doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies for a pastor to look at me and go, hey, listen, turn from your wickedness, man. We don't hear that kind of language much now. But this is a very strong word from a pastor to somebody who had received the truth. And Peter knew the dire circumstance that when you begin to deviate from the word, it's such a dangerous place in your life. You need to be called back in a a most severe uh, yet authentic way. It is so important to turn back to the way you were going toward the person of Jesus. And Simon, you forgot. This wickedness is big time. But do you know what the hope was? The hope was that there is the ability to actually be made right again through the person of Jesus. And the great freedom and a great problem for all of us as we understand this truth, maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't know how he could have done that. I mean, he saw the amazing things of God. I mean, and, and how could he? Check this out. 1 John 1.8 says this. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. In fact, if we sit here and we say, maybe you've said this before because I have said this before and I just want to let you into my, into my life a little bit. I've, I've looked at people sometimes and I've said, how could they? I believe the Lord stops me and he says, Jay, you know exactly how they could. And as we understand this, here's what we got to understand. That if, if you're sitting there saying, how could they? And you don't realize that what 1 John 1.8 says, that every single day of our life, we have the ability to look into our life and know that there's still sin in my life that maybe I'm unaware of. And if you're not aware that that's a potential in your life, 1 John 1.8 says that you have deceived yourself. And so I would just want to invite you into this truth that's actually going to set you free when you understand this about yourself and everyone around you. If you understand this about yourself, you understand that you've been giving yourself a little bit of grace. 
And if you understand that you've been giving yourself a little bit of grace, maybe as we understand this, that if sin is alive within me and it's alive within everybody else, then we can give grace and understanding as people walk a road that's very challenging as they're learning to see themselves through a gospel lens. And maybe they're just not where you're at. And maybe they just need a fresh sense of the gospel today. And as we understand 1 John 1.8, we can be honest with ourselves and we can be honest with others. And as we receive grace, we can give grace away. But if you're beginning to know God, and maybe He's beginning to open your eyes right now, and you understand that, I oh, mean, I actually maybe uh, have some broken, brokenness in my life. What do I even do about it, Jay? Like, what do I do about this thing that's not so good in my life? Well, first off, if, if you don't have a covering from Jesus, if you haven't unified your life with Him, then the Scripture says that that thing actually is dividing your relationship and God's relationship. You actually don't have right standing. But here's some good news. Exactly what Peter invited Simon into, I'd invite you into today. As you see your own junk, if you, as you see your own darkness, you can actually call out to Jesus uh, to forgive your darkness, to cover your darkness, to pay for your darkness. And as you do, you can surrender up all of, all of that is the darkness, all that is within you. And you can surrender up uh, your life to have a new king and be a part of a new kingdom and you can be reborn today. The scripture says, just speak with your mouth. Acknowledge that Jesus is Lord of your life. You don't want to be Lord anymore. You want a Lord. You want a master. And invite Jesus to be your master. Right, right where you are, something like this. Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I need you to cover my brokenness because I see it. And right now, through that profession, he has covered it. And his promise extends to you. Now the invitation is, come, be baptized. And the spiritual symbol, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be buried with Christ in baptism. And you're going to raise to walk. I believe this is a spiritual act of obedience that God calls you into. And upon doing that, I believe after that moment, he sends you out with a mission to be a part of his kingdom. You're invited, my friend. And if that's you, would you connect with us right here? And would you fill out this form? We just want to connect and we want to help you start uh, your next step of faith. But maybe you're sitting there today and you're saying, Jay, I, I, I did that. I've followed Jesus. I've trusted him. And I pray to him. I talk to him. But I'm amazed at this. I'm amazed that I could uh, fall the way I have. I'm amazed that I just keep stumbling and I don't know why. I'm amazed by the person that I'm becoming, but I hate it. I don't like it. Maybe you're there today, and if you're not there today, maybe you will be. I, I want to lead you in an exercise for a second. And you can turn with me or watch on the screen, but Romans 7. And I want to invite you to read this uh, just to yourself, and I want, I want us to think about it together because I believe that the truth is always going to set us free. It's going to bring a great freedom uh, in our lives. If you're focused more on yourself today, and it's a very subtle deception, but maybe we've forgotten the truth that is in Jesus, I want to bring you back to it through Romans 7. And this is going to be a sword that you can use in your life always. Romans 7, starting verse 15. I want to read this together. It's going to come up on your screen. 
Check this out. Romans 7.15 says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Does that sound familiar? This is exactly what Paul experienced in his life. This is what he wrote. But in that verse, as it's up on the screen, how many players is this verse talking about? How many people is in this verse? It's just one, right? Now let's read the next verse. 16. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. In other words, if, if for some reason I do something that I recognize isn't what I want to do, I actually hate what I've just done. I have this conviction in my heart and I know that this is wrong. Uh, then what we're saying is that the law is good. And what that is proof of is that there's something living inside of you that is true, that is speaking a better word to you. You were made for more or you were made for different. I'm calling you to a different place. And that is a good voice in our life. We need that voice to turn us back to truth. But let's check out the next verse. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Now as that's up on the screen, how many players is now in this verse? Not one, two. You see, if Christ has come into my life and He has unified my life with His, and we have saving faith, and He has imparted His Spirit to me, then here's what this verse is talking about. This verse is talking about that your spirit has come alive and yet you still have a flesh that wages war against uh, this spirit. And so what Paul indicates here is that in Christ, your identity is not what you are doing. Your identity is tied up in the person of Jesus. He actually has imparted his own person upon you and the person that God sees when he sees you is Jesus himself. Now, you're choosing to use that vessel for an improper use, and that conviction is good in our life. But the way that we don't fall deeper and deeper into a hole is because we never now, if we've identified with Christ, we never identify with the thing with which we've used our body in an improper way. You see, we acknowledge that with our mouth. That's exactly what Peter was inviting uh, Simon into, was to acknowledge the fact, repent, and pray. And so here's what I want to invite you to do. If you understand this, and maybe you've walked down deep into a hole, and you're like, I don't know how to get out. I have become this monster, and I am this thing. I want to tell you today that through Jesus, you are not that thing. You are not that thing you're ashamed of. You are the very person of Jesus, filled by Him, and meant to be sent by His presence. That's your true identity. Would you receive the gospel again? Would you turn your eyes from yourself and your power to the power of the gospel that's still available to you, that saved you, past, present, and future? Would you turn your eyes to the king today and worship him because the truth is available to you? Would you turn back? That word repent is to turn back in faith and pray. Just tell him the truth, but acknowledge the truth. Acknowledge the fact that that is not your identity. Tell God you know who your identity is 
and your identity is found through the person of Jesus and you've received that. Have it again. Receive it. Step back into the truth and watch the healing power come over your life. Watch all of a sudden for some reason that's not as appealing. And I want to encourage you. Would you do this every single day? 1 John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So every single day, every single moment, as you have that understanding or a greater uh, seeing or a greater knowing in your life, instead of just being, oh, I must not be saved or I, I must not have Jesus because I keep stumbling and falling, you can be armed with the truth and you recognize, Jesus, I see this in my life and I hate it, but I recognize this, that your grace was better than I thought it was. You covered more than I thought you did. And so I'm so thankful. I worship you. Watch, as your affection grows for the king, your affection for this world will begin to decrease. But if you are not armed with the gospel today and you begin to forget, just like Jesus talked about in, in Mark chapter 4, which is very, very, uh, very uh, common. And I just want to encourage you, if, if that's you, uh, it, you're not alone. But this word is going to be the lamp to our feet and it's going to bring healing in your life and everyone around you. Follow the word, my friend, and watch it bring healing in your life. Verse 18, and I'll finish with this, Romans 7, 18. Paul says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So here's another thing that's going to actually help you. As you stumble and fall, you understand that that's not who you are. But now, when you start doing what God called you to do, Paul's saying, I don't blame myself for the good things that I do either. Because nothing good is actually produced from my flesh, my person, my sinful nature. So listen, if you're experiencing good things in your life, if you're a part of good stuff in your life, then you need to understand this, that God has been at work in your life and He is producing that good stuff. So would you thank Him for covering the bad stuff and would you thank Him for doing the good stuff? That's what we've been invited into. So we never get to walk into this spiritual arrogance because we understand that it's not me who's doing good stuff. It's God who's doing good stuff in me. Praise the King. He is so good. And when you understand that every single day I see my mess but every single day I see God doing good stuff in the middle of my mess. I'm so thankful. And my thanks begins to grow. And worship begins to grow. And admiration begins to grow for the right things. And all of a sudden I'm going into my work and I'm not feeling the weight of everything. Uh, I'm, I'm spreading the love of Jesus that is spread to me so, so easily and so freely. Thank you, God. Thank you. I'll encourage you today. This truth is for you, my friend. And you know where you are. You know whether uh, maybe you don't know Jesus and today is the day that you met him. Connect with us. And you know, my friend, if you've been feeling like Paul, uh, that, and maybe a little bit like Simon, I've just been deceived. I've been stuck thinking about myself. And God's turned your eyes to the greatness of Jesus today. Would you talk about that in your groups right now? Uh, how has God ministered to you through the reading of his word? And what is God doing in your life today? Share that with one another because here's the deal. In our groups, uh, the word that God gives you is not just for you. It's for the people that sit with you. It's meant to be an encouragement to everybody in the room. That's why we push life groups so much because we're not meant to do this by ourselves. 
Had Simon been walking the road by himself and not had Peter to call him out, he would be stuck in the same mess. So we need each other to be able to sometimes see the deception in our lives. And so I'm just thankful to do life with you. I'm so thankful you're on the journey with us. And if you're interested in life group, you can connect with us as well in the same way. Uh, But I I look forward to being with you guys uh, live next week. Uh, Go ahead, enjoy conversation, lifting you in this. We love you. See you next week.